Welcome back to the Student of the Game podcast. I am your host, Tavares Ellis. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to give my podcast a listen. All right. How about those rockets? How about those rockets, right? I just wanted them to win game seven. And guess what? They won game seven. I don't care if it was by one point, two points, half a point, a miller point. A win is a win. I take that dub any day. And CP3, much respect to you. Um, you had a very, very, very great career. Wish we could have won a championship with you in Houston, but we did not. Um, but, you know, your comments about some people are built for this and some not built for that. We know it was directed at James Harden. You don't. You didn't have to say that, that it was directed to him. We know it was. Well, guess what, James Harden? His teams have now beat defeated your teams twice in game sevens in the playoffs. So go take that. Take that for data. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't miss me with all that. I'm a big fan of Chris Paul, but a lot of times, you know, he, he is very political. So he would do things where it's like he'll make it seem like he'll make it appear that he's not talking about you or dissing you, but he does. I mean, the same thing, just like when he's on the court, <laughs> he make it appears that he's not trying to hit you or kick you or elbow you in your groin area but he's doing it on purpose respect this game don't do not like that that is not cool even when he was a Houston Rocket for the two years that he was here and he was awesome when he was here injuries plagued him but if he whenever he did that in the game I'm, I'm not down with that I don't you know I'd rather you punch me in my head or kick me in the face than do that to my groin area but hey it's all good Houston Rockets won that's all that matters forget all that drama stuff I just wanted the Rockets to win and they won alright OKC congratulations on your season you guys did great um, looking at that roster I don't see why people thought that that team was going to be in the lottery I mean they have some they have some good players on that team okay alright so now that we got that out the way go Rockets <laughs> we on to LA Four down, 12 more to go. Let's go. We can do this. We can get this. Okay? It's going to be a tough matchup, but guess what? It's the playoffs. All matchups are going to be tough. Nothing's going to be easy. You cannot expect anything to be handed to you. But, man, the Rockets, man, James Harden, man, he came through. He was not as efficient as he normally is on offense, but guess what? That did not stop him from playing defense. And anybody who's played this game before, whether if you're playing against people in your driveway or at the playground or at the park or if you're in a rec league or if you're in a intramural in a minor league where if you play for your elementary school pop warner middle school high school college whatever pick up games listen when your shot is not falling that doesn't mean you fall with it with it you play defense defense the cool thing about defense it doesn't matter how many points you're scoring the effort on defense can be brought all the time. That's what you can control. And James Harden brought that. The whole entire Rockets team brought it. The reason why I'm singling out James Harden because he always gets singled out is if he does not play defense. Well, guess what? He does play defense, and he's been playing defense for the past four seasons. Just because you you just because you only choose to look at some highlights that's from 20, excuse me, from 2014 or 2013. Listen, how about you step your game up and look at video footage? Stop trying to paint this narrative and all that, but it's all good. Keep on hating, haters. Keep on hating. 
You know, you can't be great if you do not have any haters. But hey, Rockets, <laughs> go Rockets. <laughs> Man, all those people talking about their legacy, this, legacy, that. Go Rockets. All, them, all those people talking about um, Chris Paul going to do this and he's mad and all that. Go Rockets. All those people talking about why did the Rockets trade Chris Paul away again? Go Rockets. If you don't know, if you got a question why we traded Chris Paul, that means you don't even watch any of the games. Chris Paul kept getting hurt. Okay, that's that's the only reason why. Okay. So, but go Rockets. Um, Covington is big. Made six threes, made some great defensive stops. Man, PJ Tucker, who, who would have thought PJ Tucker? <laughs> was anybody expecting PJ Tucker? To drive in with a little floater instead of taking that three because he was open enough for the shot but as the defender came to close out he just drove by him. <laughs> and you know that shot is for him most games but I think he missed about three four three pointers in a row and PJ said you know what I'm going for what I know you know people say you know uh, you know it's crazy whenever the player follows what the coach says everybody got a problem and then when somebody doesn't follow what the coach says, everybody got a problem. I'm pretty sure Mike D'Antoni probably wanted P.J. Tucker to shoot the three. I don't know. But what I love about Coach D'Antoni is that he allows his players to go out there and make those tough decisions. You know, you know, to make the best play out there. And that's what you're supposed to do because you can't, you can't make the play for them. I mean, hey, I coached first and second graders in basketball this past year. And guess what? I can design the play, I can call the play whatever I want and tell them to do this and do that, but guess what? They have to go out and execute it on the game, okay? If a defender is in their way, they have to they have to be able to think of a way to make the play happen. And guess what? They do it. And these are six, seven, and eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds. So you mean tell me Mike D'Antoni can't go out there and just trust his players to make plays? I mean, players win these games. Coaches, they manage personalities and, and the lineups and stuff like that. But the players, they go out there and win the game. Do you really think that the Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers, they won because of the triangle offense? No. The triangle offense is a good reference point whenever a play Blake, whenever the offense breaks down. You have something to divert back to. You know, you have a foundation. But they, don't, they didn't run the triangle all the time. The play, the, the the big play where Kobe Bryant penetrated, and when they played against well, the Lakers, played against the Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals, when they were down by 20 points, came back in the fourth quarter, and to take the lead, Kobe Bryant crossed over Scottie Pippen, went to the hole and lobbed it up for Shaq to catch. Did you think that was the triangle? Did you think Phil Jackson called that play? No. <laughs> Come on now. Do you think Steve Kerr called that play when Steph Curry comes down court and shoot by half court <laughs> with? 10 seconds on the shot clock. <laughs> no. That's him trusting his players. You trust your players. <laughs> oh, the coaches put them in the position. No. This is not check. This is it's not literally chess or literally checkers where the coach is moving each piece. These are human beings. You cannot predict human behavior. Come on now. If they was able to predict that, then I mean I guess the coaches, why why even coach? You know, play the numbers. But yeah, that's, you know, but man, the Rockets, man, they, they played some ball. They played some ball, man, and that was incredible. And that was incredible. 
that was incredible um that <laughs> man i was just <laughs> i planned on going to bed at about 11 i think the game was over by like 11 11 15 but I, I, how can you go to bed when you're that excited but i'd rather be in that situation instead of instead of having a situation where if they lost oh man i'm miserable i wouldn't have been able to sleep <laughs> i slept happy last night <laughs> go rockets got those lakers coming up go rockets <laughs> yeah but that that was that was a that was a great game man okc thunder they fought hard a lot of people are criticizing um SGK for um, Sean Giltris Alexander on you know, the inbounds plays that you saying he should have threw the ball to Aquaman, aka Steven Adams. But what you have to understand is that Aquaman is his best in water, not on land. So that play would not have worked. But here's the thing Steve Adams missed a few open layups throughout this series. And that would have been a heavily contested layup. And then it also. Covington was at the elbow so it's possible because that pass it wouldn't have it could, it, there's no if he if Gilchrist Alexander attempts that pass there's no way he can get that pass to him unless he lob it and as a, the ball is lobbed up in the air it's hanging an extra second or two instead of a bullet pass like you there's no way you can make a bullet pass in that situation but that's also I mean that's Everybody can't make that pass. You can attempt that pass, but everybody cannot make that pass. Like, cause you want to make the pass where he just he catches the ball and just goes up with it easily. But he could have did the pass and he caught the ball the wrong way up under the basket. And then you got two defenders, PJ Tucker and Covington on you. And then if he gets fouled, you got Steven Adams at the line, who's about a 67% free throw shooter. But why would that even be in consideration if you have Chris Paul out there who was a top five MVP candidate? You have a top five MVP candidate right there who's clutch in the fourth quarter, right? You know, because he burnt the Rockets in game six in the fourth quarter. He says some people are built for it and some people are not. He says that he's built for it. Also, he is the coach on the floor, Chris Paul. So that play wasn't going anywhere else. But to Chris Paul, <laughs> and maybe Dennis Schroeder, but Chris Paul. Because guess what? It would have been more dramatic appeal if Chris Paul is taking that last shot. Okay? He, the script was for Chris Paul to take that last shot, and they win the game, and he walks off. And makes a little snarky little remark toward James Harden. <laughs> a subliminal shot. It wasn't for Steven Adams. Steven Adams, Adams' legacy is not on the line. What what was the narrative? Legacy that's on the line. James Harden, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. That's the narrative that we've been that we've been given. That's the movie trailer. You know, you're telling me um, I'm gonna see. You know, you you know, you're telling me I'm gonna. It's just like if you're going to go see. The Avengers. Okay, this is like you're going to go see Justice League. Okay, well, all right. So you have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash. It's just like you telling me, okay, Lois Lane is going to do the ultimate kill shot on the villain, or if the Avengers. Okay, so we know the main Avengers 
the story of Endgame to defeat Thanos, it was going to come down between Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and Hulk because they're the original four. Okay? This is like you telling us, oh, Hawkeye is going to defeat Thanos. No. You had Hawkeye fighting one of the other villains. Okay? So, but you keep, and then it ended up being where after Hulk, of course, hurt his arm for doing the snap. All right, it comes. It comes down to this: Thor, Iron Man, <laughs> and Cap versus Thanos. <laughs> it's just like you telling us, "Oh, Pepper." Well, he's more than that. Stephen Adams is more than that to it. So it's just like you telling us Black Widow was gonna do it. No, they're not gonna have Black Widow do it. Black Widow is not a a mark that, as big as Black Widow is. Her name is not bigger as big as Thor, Captain America, or Iron Man. Iron Man. But now the leg is all this legacy talk was about those three. So no, it was not gonna come down to Stephen Adams. Especially after James Harden got that block, that key block. So you know Chris Paul, like, okay, this has to come down to me. But what about that turnover, Chris Paul? Not knocking Chris Paul, but it's the people who say Chris Paul this, Chris Paul that. The Rockets should not have traded Chris Paul. Okay, you do, you do not watch basketball. He was, I mean, he was traded because he couldn't stay healthy. Injuries. And hey, they say this year he was on a vegan diet. All right, well, I wish he was on a vegan diet when he was down in Houston. Because then, hey, I think that would have prevented some of his injuries. But I can't blame him because in H-Town, in Texas as a whole, it's some great, we have some great unhealthy food down here. So it's very, very hard to be vegan. Most people who are vegans down in Texas, they're, they're, they're more like seasonal vegans. Okay? Like, or they're doing a, a seasonal fasting because they're preparing for <laughs> they're preparing for Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> cheap meals, Easter, New Year's, you know, spring, bar- spring break barbecues, summer barbecues. Okay? Because they're preparing for that. Or they're so full from eating those foods during those times that they have no choice but to eat vegetables and fruits and be a vegan for a little bit. But no, it's not like they no, nobody's vegan 365 days of the year consistently in, in Texas. No, you're not. But once again, Rockets, they got the Lakers, got LeBron and the Brow. Beard and Brody versus Bron and Brow. Wow, B and B. Which B&B is going to succeed, huh? Well, we're going to see. I can't wait Friday. We will do a show preview in that. So thank you all for listening. I'm going to close it out. Peace out. Y'all have a blessed day. Student of the Game podcast. Peace.